Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to The Ace, Alex Cardinal Entertainment Network, with your host, the crazy Alex Cardinal from Springfield, Massachusetts. You can expect the unexpected on The Ace Network. Now, on to today's show. You are listening to The Alex Cardinal Show here on Ace Network. The Alex Cardinelli Show is a talk show that will talk about anything and everything from WWE wrestling to movie reviews to politics to even current news and events. You will get your entertainment and news fix. Alex Cardinelli promises to deliver a quality talk show that you will enjoy. Alex will share topics you want to hear with a young man's point of view. So what do you have to say? Do you, the listener, want a piece of the action? We'll get in on the action by calling into the talk show at 1-347-989-8142. Are you ready for a fun talk show? Then let's get on to Alex Cardinelli, who is live right now at Ace Network Studios. Take it away, Alex. Do you love to cook and bake? Do you love getting in the kitchen and creating some magic? Or are you someone... Who wants to cook but doesn't know how? Well, you're tuned into the right place. You're tuned into cooking with Alex Cardinelli right here on Ace Network. Alex is a former chef with six years of culinary experience plus lifelong cooking memories he has from his mother, grandmother, and great-grandmother. Alex will teach you to cook with tasty tips and tricks and his many delicious recipes. So who is ready to cook? I bet you're hungry, so let's get into the kitchen. Here's Chef Alex. Chef George Sorrell 
had filmed for us. So make sure you guys go and check out later on today or tomorrow or this weekend. Make sure you guys log on to my YouTube account called Cooking with Alice Cardinelli on YouTube, and you will see that wonderful knife video that Chef George Norell made. So you'll be able to see in person the correct way to handle a knife, the correct way to sharpen your knife, and much more. So I will be uploading Chef George Norell's knife skill video on my personal YouTube website called Cooking with Alice Cardinelli, which is making its return on YouTube in a couple of weeks here. So that is uh, wonderful. Now, if you have any questions on knives, please go ahead and call in at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. We'd like to answer any knife questions, so go ahead and call in at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two and we will answer any knife questions that we get. So without further ado, let's go ahead and welcome Chef George Norell to the show. How are you doing today, Chef George? Oh, I'm doing great, Alex. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I have a small ear infection, but I'm getting much better, and the weather all here is nice. I'm actually uh, broadcasting outside today. I love spring. It's May, and nice weather in May. Oh, it was, it's been raining like uh, like crazy down here in the Keys. We've just been flooded out last couple of days, but it's calmed down today, and the ground's not quite so mushy as it has been. I went to the grocery store yesterday and basically had to swim across the parking lot. <laughs> oh, that sucks. I'd rather have <laughs> rain than snow, though, so that's good. Rain's a lot better than snow. Yeah, it is. That's why I'm down in the Keys and not up in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get started, i got to tell you that video you made uh, last night was awesome. Well, thanks, Alex. I, I, I'll... I did that uh, video on my tablet last night, um, and uh, I didn't realize didn't realize I needed to email you that uh, that video. And I should I, next next week I'll I'll after I finish uh, doing the, the next video I'll be sure to email it to you right away. Okay, cool. I'm going to post it on my website during our commercial break so uh, all of our live listeners and all of our archive listeners can uh, actually see you teaching them about knives in person. That's awesome. That's a good idea. Well, it's a, it's a very basic skill for anyone who wants to be in the kitchen. And, um, you know, as a, as a culinary professional, it's uh, my responsibility not only to ensure the safety of the employees, but also uh, to minimize uh, product loss, you know, maximize uh, yield and presentation. So the better you can wield your knife, uh, the more efficiently you can uh, process your food. You save money, and uh, your food just looks better. Very, very true. So I'm going to go ahead and start asking you some questions on knives, okay? All right. All right. So the first question is, why are knives an important tool to have in the kitchen? Well, because knives are uh, almost a universal tool back in the, especially in the kitchen. You have uh, uses for them um, in processing fruits and vegetables, which you will do on a large scale in the restaurant. Uh, for processing your meats, 
uh, your pastries, you know, you uh, for carving for banquet events. Uh, they're everywhere in the kitchen. There, and there's a uh, hundred different kinds of knives, and each knife has its own particular use. You know, even if you want to get down to the garmage tools, which are just really modified knives, you know, like a channel knives and the zesters, melon balls. That's all they are, are modified uh, knives. And uh, they have a, you have over a thousand uses for them, and uh, you should be proficient in every every knife and every process. That's very cool. So knives are very important in the kitchen because they save you a lot of uh, hard work by using your hands. Knives actually will cut food for you, which is pretty cool. Now, what is your favorite kind of knife? Uh, well, actually, I have uh, three uh, basic uh, knives that I use. Uh, obviously, my 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 favorite knife. I use uh, black diamond knives, which I purchased used to purchase through the Cisco. Uh, company, they're uh, a higher quality, uh, I think, than a Forstner. They're not quite as expensive as a Hinkle or Wustoff, you know. Because I'd, I'd hate to have to walk into the kitchen find some uh, prep cook or dishwasher using my $150 knife as a can opener or a crowbar. <laughs> I'd have to kill somebody. <laughs> but the three. Uh, the three knives I use most is uh, a 12-inch uh, black diamond chef knife, which I use almost for everything. And then when I'm uh, handling hot foods, processing hot foods, I have a, uh, a black diamond cleaver uh, that I use on the line. And I like to use that because, as, a, as, I, as I explained in the video, uh, the average uh, chef knife that we're all familiar with has a 18-degree uh, uh, edge on it. And um, my cleaver has a 23-degree edge, sharp. It's not as sharp, obviously, as a chef knife, but because it has a 23-degree edge, it won't dull as quickly uh, handling the hot food. So that's why it has a, uh, a bit duller, broader edge on it uh, so it can handle the hot foods. And then I have my uh, my bony knife, which has an 11-degree edge on it, and uh, it's like a razor blade. It literally has a razor edge on it, and uh, you, can, you can cut yourself just by looking at a picture of it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a really sharp knife. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a very, very delicate uh, the, the finer the edge, the more delicate the edge, and so obviously the quicker it dulls. So you really have to take care of knives like that. So uh, my next question for you is a two-parter question, and my next question is how many types of knives are there and uh, what types of knives should people have in their kitchen, their home kitchen? Well, there's obviously, like I said, the, the, the chef knife. That's... Uh, ubiquitous, and then you have uh, cleavers, you have uh, paring knives, which are good for handling um, small items like fruits, lemons, limes, uh, plums, and whatnot. Then you have, obviously, uh, bread knives, a serrated edge knife that's very good 
for, for cutting breads because the razor blades, the, the smooth edge knives aren't as good in dealing with the, the textures of bread. And they tend to smash into the bread rather than saw through the bread like a serrated bread knife does. And then, of course, then we have things like carving knives, uh, which are long, thin. They look similar to uh, similar in design to a bread knife, except that they're not serrated. They have a, a smooth razor edge like a chef knife. Yeah, I love the slicer knife. I actually have like two or three slicers in, in my kitchen. They work great for cutting pastries and cutting up bread, like you said. Slicers are personally one of my personal favorite knives. Yeah, I have a, I have a, I have a very uh, nice... Uh, carving knife, I, uh, black diamond. <laughs> I've I've been to so many uh, banquet functions and carved so many prime ribs. I guess you might say that it's starting to show its age. The the, the middle of the blade is starting to kind of hollow out a little bit from the, the extreme use. It's about time to get a new one. Um, and um, what I was going to say about the people who about sharpening knives. Just like my uh, carving knife that is showing age by bowing out in the middle, that you'll you'll run across that a lot if you use mechanical sharpeners. Mechanical sharpeners are extremely hard on knives, and because they strip the metal away, and you can take two knives, say you know that that have been have the same use over ten years or so, and one that you sharpen with a uh, whetstone like I do, and one you sharpen with a mechanical sharpener, and you can look at the difference because you can you can tell the wear that those mechanical sharpeners are going to do to that knife. They just tear, they, they they shred that metal off in order to sharpen the blade, and it's it just it's a very um, destructive process for especially if you want to have not a nice knife like the like like I use, if you, you know, your knife would cost a hundred dollars. You want to have it for a while. You don't want to lose it in five years because you got lazy and used one of those mechanical sharpeners. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. I think it's pretty cool to sharpen a knife. Oh yeah, and um, as I explained on the in my video, I hope everybody takes time to watch um, as a Working in kitchens, almost everybody's familiar with those large tri-stone uh, wet, wet stones, the ones with the three stones on them. And um, the third most coarse um, wet stone on that tri-stone is not for sharpening your knives. It's for creating a bevel. And uh, most people uh, shouldn't be having to put bevels on a knife. So you have that, that very coarse stone on the tri-stone is one you should avoid using. Awesome. It sounds, sounds great. Some great information there. Now, we've got a question from one of our live listeners in the chat room, and this is actually a pretty good question. So thank you very much, Neville, for uh, asking this question. Now, Neville wants to know, what are the dangers of using a knife, and how can you prevent injuries in the kitchen using a knife? Well, uh, there are s several things that you need to be able to do. One, as I explained in the video, if uh, 
you are handing someone a knife or someone's handing you a knife, make sure that they're holding it by the by the blade and they're and they're handing you the handle of the knife, not the blade of the knife. And so that's that's one very important thing to do. <laughs> Know how to how to hand a, a knife over to somebody. Uh, another thing is carrying a knife in the kitchen because you're often you're going to uh, get your knife from one place to another in the kitchen, and you want to carry that knife down by your side, loosely in your fingertips, uh, to avoid uh, hurting you or or somebody else that you pass by. And it's very important. Say that you're walking down the line with the knife in your hand. You know, often you you'll go down the line and kidding yourself. You'll say behind. Let them let them know that person you're that person that you're passing behind them. But when you're carrying a knife, you will say knife behind, so they will know that as you're passing by, there's a knife passing behind them, and they should you know stop what they're doing for a second and let you pass on by. That's another very important tip. Um, another tip is to uh, keep your knives clean. Never send your knives to the dishwasher um, for three good reasons. Because one, um, it's it, you're endangering your dishwasher because you walk by and drop a knife in his dish sink, and he doesn't know it's there. He's going to reach in, reach in, and end up having to go to the hospital. Another thing is that you drop the, the your knife over there at the dish pit. And it's rattling around with a bunch of other metal uh, utensils. You're damaging your blade. And then running that knife through the dishwasher, the hot water of the dishwasher expands the metal and dulls the blade. All right? And the reason I say this is because uh, your knife is, should always be clean. And, and when you're through doing it, you should uh, clean it with a, with a warm, soapy water and uh it helps that knife stay clean and stay sharp. A sharp knife is safer than a dull knife because a dull knife forces you to use extra force and it's more likely to slip it out of your hands and cut you than a sharp knife is. Yeah, I agree 100% with you on a dull knife. I've actually seen uh, three people cut themselves on a dull knife. They were actually talking to each other, not paying attention, and the dull knife slipped and fell out of their hands, and they stabbed their thigh. So it was pretty painful. It looked pretty painful. So I agree, you must always sharpen your dull knife. Yeah, it's very important to keep your knives sharp. And another thing um, is, uh, as I also explained in the video, about if your knife drops, if you knock your knife off your work table, don't try to catch it. As as painful as it is, it may be a $100 knife falling to that floor, but uh, you just got to step back and let that knife fall because if you try to catch it, you, you know, you're going to have, you'll be going to the hospital with a severed finger, and that's no good. Yeah, I'd rather lose $100 than uh, lose a finger or suffer a huge abrasion in my hand. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's uh, you know, there's there's not a lot of things in the kitchen that won't kill you if they get half a chance, and knives are definitely one of them. 
yeah, nice are kind of scary to work with, but they're actually a, a great labor of love because they take a lot away a lot of the uh, hands-on stuff. All you got to do is chop food, and it works well, but it can't hurt you if you don't know what you're doing. That's right. You know, and uh, another uh, upshot to uh, knowing how to handle a knife, uh, many years ago, before I was a chef, I I had learned how to handle knives uh, on the job, and in later years, um, I'd, I'd get hired on as a line cook or a prep cook or something like that. I'd get hired on the first day, and I'd start slicing away whatever I'm processing. The chef would walk by and go, oh, you know how to handle a knife. That's a dollar raise right there. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times that happened to me when I was younger. I got raises just because I knew how to handle knives. So that's a good uh, incentive for our listeners uh, out there who are planning a career in the, the culinary field. The, be- the better you use your knives, the quicker you're going to get pay raises. Yeah, it's very cool. If, you, if you're good at nice, you get a higher pay, pay raises. And from my experience, never, ever talk on a cell phone and cut with a knife because I cut myself. So from my personal experience, hopefully you guys don't talk on a cell phone and cut at the same time because you're going to cut yourself just like I did. <laughs> oh, well, no, that's using using uh, cell phones on the line are, is verboten in my kitchen. I don't uh, allow the use of the cell phones. Um, because, because it's distracting. Well, first of all, if you're if you have time to be uh, talking on the phone, you probably have time to go do some prep work or something. And uh, and for the other reason is you're being distracted by that phone in the kitchen, and you are more likely to hurt yourself. Yeah, that's very true. So uh, thank you for that great question in the live chat room. Any of our live listeners, if you have any questions, please feel free to post them in the live chat room or go ahead and call in at 1-347-989-8142. Now, when using a knife, a lot of people at home like to cut on a glass plate or cut even on their kitchen tables, but that's not really a good place to cut on. So for you, Chef George Norell, what is the best surface to cut on using a knife? Well, obviously, cutting boards are the best surface to cut on, um, and a lot of and for a lot of people at home who have uh, wooden cutting boards, actually, wooden cutting boards are really the best uh, cutting boards there are because the wood uh, um, has natural antibodies uh, from the tree that it came from that. Uh, discourages bacterial growth. So uh, wooden cutting boards are actually the best cutting boards there are. Um, And as you probably know, we have uh, in our profession, we have many different kinds of uh, cutting boards, the different colors that show the general use of that cutting board, the red cutting board for meats, uh, yellow for fish, green for pork, uh, white for fruits and vegetables. And uh, another thing, if you want to keep your knife healthy and sharp, I never lay my knife on a steel surface. If I'm going to lay, if if I'm going to lay my knife down on a a steel surface because I don't have a cutting board to lay it down, I'll put a, a, a dry towel down and then lay that knife on top of that towel. 
not on top of the steel because uh, you're more likely to bend the blade uh, of your knife if you if you uh, comes in contact with steel and and don't ever uh, cut uh, on a steel surface. Always use a cutting board. And that's very true. I agree with you on that. I, I actually think that uh, putting a wet paper towel or a wet uh, napkin under a cutting board is actually pretty good. So can you explain that to listeners? Yes. Um, the the cutting boards are, are typically a, a, a type of hard plastic, and um, they're very smooth. Then you lay it straight onto a steel, stainless steel surface, it's just going to slide around. And if you're trying to cut something on that cutting board, that cutting board is going to be moving with the motion of the knife, and you're not going to get as much done because you're going to have to be fiddling with that cutting board. So if you put a, a, a wet towel over the steel surface and then lay your uh, cutting board on top of that, the towel will uh, the capillary motion of the um, of nature of the water in that towel will adhere itself both to the towel uh, to the cutting board and the cutting and the stainless steel below and sort of act like a, a masking tape and kind of glue that cutting board down and it won't be moving around on you and you'll get a lot more work done that way that's very true and if you don't have a wet, a wet paper towel or a wet napkin or a wet cloth on your cutting board, there's more of a chance of you cutting yourself as the uh, cutting board moves. That's right. So remember, listeners, we're, we're telling you to put some uh, wet paper towel or a wet napkin or a damp cloth on your cutting board to minimize the chance of getting cut. Now, when I was in culinary school, we had a whole whole month and a half course on knife skills and learning knife uh, cuts. So I think it's very very cool and very important tonight if we focus on these kinds of cuts. And I know Chef George Norrell is an ECF certified chef, so I'm going to let him explain to our listeners the different types of cuts you can make with a chef, well, me with a knife. Can you uh, go ahead and explain to our listeners the different types of cuts you can make with a knife? In the world of culinary arts? Well, we have um, your basic, say, uh, you're going to cut an onion. Uh, and I'm going to do, actually, I'm actually going to do a video about that next week, how to do production. Um, awesome. Yeah, so uh, you'll, well, they'll be able to look that video up next week. And so when I'm talking about uh, dicing an onion, <laughs> they can reference the video to it. But, uh, you know, I've, I've had people come to me and say, hey, can you cut me up an onion? And I just look at them like, what do you mean cut? What? That, that, that doesn't tell me anything, you know, because you can have a coarse, you know, if you're going to dice an onion, you can have a coarse dice, you can quarter it, you can uh, medium dice it, you can uh, small dice it, you can mince it, you can julienne, you know, there's there's five, six different ways to cut an onion, so this to tell someone you need an onion cut, you're not giving them any information. Um, obviously, when I'm cutting something like an onion, I'll I'll start by cutting off the both ends of that onion and then removing the outer skin. Then I'll have it down through the core, 
and then um, slice it, lay it down on a flat on its flat halved side, and slice it down in one direction lengthwise, and then I'll turn it and I'll come back, and according to what size dice I want on that onion, of course. But uh, like there's like the difference between a large dice and medium dice, a small dice, and a mint. And a mint, of course, is the finest. And then, of course, you have a Julianne. Uh, Julianne was, we're going to have to get that video up linked last, next week. Uh, the Julianne is a uh, form of a, in the shape of a strip of the vegetable. And, um, and the onion is going to look sort of like uh, half moons. And, um, and I'm going to have to get that video up linked. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah, we can't wait to see that uh, wonderful video next week. It's a lot easier to uh, demonstrate on video than it is to talk on radio, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I, for one, can't wait to see that video next week, and uh, I know all of our listeners are going to be very excited to see the video as well. And then, well, and then there's, you know, in a different uh, form of um, Julianne is an oriental cut, um, when you're, it's it's uh, it's a Julianne on the bias, it's, and uh, you'll see it demonstrated on stalks of celery, and uh, on on carrots for my Oriental cut. Uh, to cut something on the bias means to do it at an angle in reference to the length of the vegetable, or say a baguette, a piece of uh, a bread, a baguette. Is to uh, cut is to you're basically julienning at an at an angle against the length of the piece of food that you're processing, and I'll demonstrate that as well. Awesome! So this has been a phenomenal start to our uh, wonderful show tonight. Again, Chef George Sherrell and I are talking about knives, and we had a great start to the show. Now we're going to go ahead and take our very first commercial break, which is being sponsored by our tropical fishkeeping friends. And coming up next here on Cooking the South Cardinelli on the ACF Certified Chef George Nero Hour, we're going to continue our chat on knives, and you're going to learn some more interesting things on knives. And again, don't forget to call in live at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. Should you have any questions on knives, that again is one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. We're gonna have more chat on knives right after this commercial break. This commercial break is being sponsored by Akari CLC USA, ST International Aquarium Supply, School of Fish Inc. North Texas Holy Rock, It's Japan Tropical Fish, and the wonderful Freshwater Fish Freaks Facebook group. And we're also going to hear a song during this great commercial break. And during this commercial break, I'm going to upload the first 
uh, video in the new series, Knife Skills, on my YouTube channel called Cooking with Alice Cardinelli. So while we're at commercial break, I guess I'll plug my YouTube channel. It's called Cooking with Alice Cardinelli, and it's going to be dedicated to this radio show series where I'll be posting videos of me cooking something, and Chef George Norell videos are going to go there as well. So right now, I'm going to go ahead and upload Chef George Norell's first Knife Skills video, and you guys can check it out. I'll have the link right in today's show description so you guys can watch it there as well. So we're back with more live on this fine Friday evening. So stick around, folks. Hikari offers a wide selection of aquatic diets to help you and your fishy friend find success. With more than 137 years of aquatic experience, Hikari was the originator of species-specific diets long before others thought it was important or trendy, and the first to bring unique products to fish keepers like algae wafers, the world's first diet specifically formulated for Picosinus, micropellets, the world's first micro-coated aquatic diet for tropical fish, Saki Ikari, the world's first probiotic-enhanced diet for koi, goldfish, cichlid, and now turtles, and Biopure, the world's cleanest and most nutrition-packed frozen and freeze-dried foods industry trendsetters when they were first introduced. When you're looking for the best aquatic diets your hard-earned money can buy for your aquatic pets, look no further than Hikari. Your fish and your wallet will be forever grateful. ST International Cram Supply is a proud sponsor of the Aquatic Wetline Podcast as heard here live on the ACE Network. ST International offers aquarists a variety of fine aquarium products, including filters, heaters, aquarium feeders for your fish. We offer the best planted aquarium equipment on the market today. You can even become a member of our website and receive discounts on our products, anywhere from 5 to 20% off. So come check out ST International Aquarium Supply at www.st.international.com or call us for more information at 1-800-900-8288 For orders over $175 ST International will ship your order to you for free So come check out ST International today Fish Inc. offers everything an aquarium hobbyist in western Massachusetts needs. We offer the best alive stock from fresh water to salt water and everything in between. We also have the best corals and live rock. School of Fish Inc. carries the best brands of fish food, medications, and equipment such as Hikari, Tetra, Marineland, API, and much more. Stop by and check us out today. School of Fish Inc. located at 1865 Page Boulevard, Springfield, Massachusetts. And we can be reached at 413-543-1994. We're open Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Close Tuesdays. Check out School of Fish Inc. That's School of Fish I-N on Facebook for exclusive deals, specials, and see what's new. North Texas Holy Rock, providing the world the finest Holy Rock, one rock at a time. Satisfaction guaranteed. 
Whether you're looking for a small single piece or 200 pounds to set up your first MB Una tank, North Texas Holy Rock can provide you what you need. You will not find a company that offers the same level of customer service or an owner who truly enjoys setting up your tank as if it were his own. North Texas Holy Rock also offers all related aquarium supplies and accessories. Find us on the web at ntholyrocks.com. That's N-T-H-O-L-E-Y-R-O-C-K.com. North Texas Holy Rock. It's your band, Tropical Fish, is proud to partner with the Aquatic Wetline Online Radio. Ichiban Tropical Fish brings to you exotic and rare tropical fish shipped straight to your door. Stingrays, bat noise, peacock bass, arowanas, and much more. If you are into rare and exotic fish, we have the fish just for you. For more information, check out our website, IchibanTropical.com, and also check us out on Monster Fish Keepers, Ichiban Tropical Fish. Hey, calling all you freshwater fish lovers. Are you on Facebook right now? I bet you are. Come check out the wonderful group called Freshwater Fish which has over 2,000 freshwater fish breeds. Whatever you see, community fish, monster fish, oddball fish, or even goldfish, all freshwater fish keepers are welcome. Open arms. You will not find another group with such wonderful freshwater bodies who share their love of the honey. So type in that search bar on Facebook, Freshwater Fish Week, and click join to be part of this awesome Freshwater Fish Week on Facebook. So, Freshwater Fish Week, are you waiting for it? Come check us out. But I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? No! I said, are you ready? Are you ready for Sunday, May 3rd, 2015, at 8 p.m.? Your co-host, Christopher Jeffrey, your host, Oscar Alex, and the Aquatic Wetline are ready for Sunday, May 3rd, on our next episode of Aquarium Central, the one and the only live, unscripted, uncensored Aquarium talk show here on Blog Talk Studio. The Aquatic Wetline, Oscar Alex, and Christopher Jeffrey. Are proud to welcome our biggest guest today. That's right, this Sunday, May 3rd, at 8 p.m. we are going to welcome the king of DIY, Wally Jones. That's right, this Sunday, we have Wally Jones on the Aquatic Frontline. So join us live this Sunday, May 3rd, as we interview the king of DIY, Wally Jones.
Beauty. She's everything you ever wanted. One moment. Did you capture? Just let it flip. Yo. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous. But on the surface, he looks calm and ready to drop palms. But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd goes so loud. He opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's choking how? Everybody's choking now. The clock's run out. Time's up. Over. Loud. Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes gravity. Choke. He's so mad, but he won't give up. He won't have it, he knows It's all back that he's wrote It don't matter, he's told He knows that, but he's broke He's so sad that he knows When he goes back to this mobile home That's when it's back to the lab again, yo This old rap that he better go capture this moment And hope it don't do It's so hard, and it's getting even harder. 
You are now tuned back into the Alex Cardinelli Show, live with your host, Alex Cardinelli. We hope you enjoyed our nice music and commercial break and are ready for some fun discussion. What is Alex going to chat about now? Get involved with social media and tweet your thoughts on tonight's topic. Tweet to at Alex Cardinelli 1, capital A in Alex and C in Cardinelli. Now let's get back to the action. Here's Alex live from the Blog Talk Radio Studio in Springfield, Massachusetts. Welcome back to tonight's show here on Cooking with South Cardinelli, exclusively on the Ace Network. And tonight, Chef George Norrell and Chef Alice Cardinelli are talking about knives. And before commercial break, we had a fun discussion on knives, and we're going to continue our fun discussion on knives. Now, during commercial break, I went ahead and uploaded Chef George Norrell's first of many videos to my YouTube channel, Cooking with Alice Cardinelli. So you guys can go ahead and watch that video anytime you like because now it's available on my YouTube channel called Cooking with Alice Cardinelli. So I really recommend all of our live and archive listeners to go ahead and watch that video because you are going to really enjoy that uh, video. Now, if you can't find my YouTube channel, I also went ahead and posted the YouTube video URL under today's radio show description. So in the show description, you're going to see the YouTube link, and you just click that to watch that wonderful video. So I hope all my listeners take seven minutes out of their time to watch that great video that Chef George Norrell put together for us on Knives. Now, again, if any of our live listeners are listening live and you have a question for Chef George Norrell, it could be on cooking or baking on, or on food or on knives, please go ahead and call in at 1-347-989-8142. Again, that's 1-347-989-8142. We love to have live callers here on the Ace Network. All of our shows are broadcast live, and we hope to get some callers on some of our live streams. So, again, if you are a culinary foodie and you love cooking, now is the time to call. go ahead and call in and ask the American Culinary Foundation Certified Chef George Norell a question. That's 1-347-989-8142. Give me a question on cooking, baking, or food, or even questions on knives. One more time, that again is 1-347-989-8142. All right, so let's get back into our topic of knives for tonight's show. I've always wondered about this question that I'm about to ask you, Chef George, and some of my listeners have asked me this, and I really don't have an answer for this, so I'm going to go ahead and ask you, and you'll be able to answer that question for our listeners that have been asking me for a couple weeks now since I brought back this wonderful series. And the question is, how long do knives last? Knives last as, as long as you take care of them and that's the answer. I mean, I've got uh, chef, I've got chef knives um, I've had for 20 years, and they don't look old at all. You take care of your knives, you keep your knives clean, and they'll take care of you. The more you abuse them, the 
fast, you're going to lose them. Oh, so that's cool. So they could last a while then if you take care of them. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I've, I've, I've got knives that are over 20 years old that I still use today. Awesome. So uh, what makes a knife rust? I know, I know, like up here, knives rust very fast. So what makes them rust a lot? Well, that's probably uh, that's that salt and uh, moisture. Uh, down here, we have a lot of uh, rust problems as well. I've got uh, I'm a bit of a knife collector myself, and I have a Weston Bowie knife um, that uh, Robert Robert Redford uses in the in the movie um, Jeremiah Johnson. And I have that I have that very knife, and it's not doing well down here in the Keys because of the salt and the and the high humidity. Uh, but then again, it's not a stainless steel either. Um, it's, now, I was wanting to talk about this anyway. Um, most most of your knives that you're going to encounter in the kitchen uh, that are bought by the restaurant, those are um, a low grade stainless steel. Now, stainless steel is a um, an alloy of carbon and iron and um, often they'll uh, add materials like titanium and molybdenum into the alloy now my knives and I would suggest that if you're going to buy these knives buy your own set of knives you know put a little bit of money into them it'll cost you a couple hundred dollars for a full set but you always want to check for uh, molybdenum titanium um alloys because that not only hardens the blade it allows the blade to be more flexible and it also makes that blade more resistant to corrosion some very good information there I definitely uh, learned something there and that's very very important information that all of our listeners need to know so I appreciate you uh, sharing that for us well, thank you, Alex. I've 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 studied metals for quite a bit, for quite a while, and uh, I've been making uh, blades, uh, knives, and swords even for uh, over twenty years. And so it's a it's a it's a important subject to me. And so I have a very critical eye when I'm about to uh, purchase a, a knife because I'm always uh, <clears throat> always keep an eye out for the the right alloys, uh, the right strength and hardness of a blade, and the flexibility of a blade, which is why I also bring up uh, the use of ceramic knives. Oh, nice. You I saw a ceramic knife. Go yeah, I'm, I haven't, I'm, I'm playing with the idea of using ceramic knives in the kitchen, but I'm not sure that ceramic knives are, are um, would be able to hold up in a restaurant scenario, they're, they're very sharp, and um, you don't have to sharpen them as much, but uh, they're they're very rigid and brittle, and I'm not sure that a ceramic knife could hold up under a busy restaurant volume type scenario. 
Yeah, I'm not sure either. I was going to say that I saw a ceramic knife at my culinary art store up here that sells to chefs and uh, local foodies. They had a ceramic knife up here. It was kind of costly for a knife, in my opinion. Well, I now I'm not. I don't want to put those knives down, uh, and, and probably in a home setting, if you were like a gourmet cook and enjoy cooking, a ceramic knife might work for you there in your home. But a knife is exposed in the in the restaurant to so many different uh, situations that uh, I'd be afraid to, to drop $300 on a ceramic knife and then it gets small to the floor and someone walks by and steps on it and it snaps in half. Yeah, plus it would be a pretty painful uh, experience if, if the knife part goes through the person's leg. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty funny, but it's painful for that person. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that affects and uh, affect a nice performance. Heat uh, affects a nice performance. Uh, cold will uh, affect a a nice performance. Um, and uh, it's uh, especially like if you're if you're cutting meats and you're working in a cooler as a butcher or. If, if they just have a, a, a cold room to process uh, meats in, it's important to know that while the cold is helping that blade stay sharp, that blade is also getting is, is also a little bit more brittle um, because of the cold, and so you have to be careful uh, not to stress that knife too much. The it's 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 interesting how the cold will make it sharper, but more brittle, and then the heat will make it duller, but more flexible. Awesome. Some wonderful information. And we've got another great question in the live chat room. Now, Alicia wants to know, how can you remove stains on your knife? Example, stains from the acidity from potatoes and tomatoes. So how can you remove stains on your knife? That's a wonderful question. Uh, muratic acid. Uh, you mix a little bit of muriatic acid into the water and put it in a spray bottle, and then spray that uh, spray the muriatic acid um, onto the steel, and it will dissolve the uh, the stains. Ah, very nice. I never knew that the acid would be able to do that. And it, um, it, it will also remove it will also remove rust. Oh, very cool. So it'll work uh, double. It'll remove the stain, plus it'll remove rust. Very cool. And uh, for my for my Bowie knife, uh, it, since it's, it's a little bit more robust than any other knife that you would ever find in a kitchen, I use an emery cloth because um, it, it, it's, it's not a stainless steel, and so it doesn't have that really shiny surface that a, a stainless steel knife would have. And I use and to remove the rust uh, on that knife down here in the keys, I use an emery cloth and a mineral oil, which I was also going to mention earlier about mineral oil and cottonseed oil. Um, using a, when you're using a whetstone for uh, polishing your knife, you want to use a, a machine grade oil, like m mineral oil or cottonseed oil. And 
and use that on your um, on your whetstone. Don't ever use olive oil, vegetable oil, um, or anything like that on a whetstone because all that's going to do is gum that stone up and it's going to become useless. Very good advice, and I definitely agree with you on that. Uh, it's actually something that I was taught in culinary school, so I agree with you on that. Yeah, I've, 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 I've walked into a lot of kitchens that have a lot of useless whetstones because somebody poured uh, vegetable oil on it to, when they were sharpening their blade, and <laughs> it takes a lot of work to restore that stone back to health. <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> now, uh, my next question for you is a personal question of mine that I'm always wondering. Now, what is the best way to clean your knives? And in culinary school, I was told that it's very bad to uh, wash your knives in a dishwasher. So is it true that you never put knives in dishwashers as well? Yes, just just like I explained uh uh, on my video and a little bit earlier, you never send that that knife to your dishwasher because one, it doesn't banging around uh, the other dishes is going to damage your knife, and the hot water will expand your metal and knock the sharpness off your edge. So you don't ever want to send it to the dishwasher. And um, the best way to do it is use uh, warm soapy water, a soft scrub. A pad, and then clean it with a clean, dry towel. Because remember, a, a clean knife is a happy knife, and a happy knife is a sharp knife. Very, very true. And I actually like to use a, a Brillo pad to clean my knife. Is that pretty good, or is that a bad thing? Uh, what, the, me uh, the metal Brillo pad? Yeah. Uh, I try to avoid that. Uh, you can, careful, but remember you risk uh, dulling your blade using a metal scrub pad on your on your blade. Just you can just be you just have to be careful to 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 wipe down the length of the blade, not up and down across the edge. Yeah, I go very very gentle. Instead, I go really really slow and. Instead, ain't really gentle, so I don't scrape scrape it up or anything like that. Yeah, that's very that's very uh, uh, important um, in knife maintenance to keep your knife uh, clean and dry when you're not using it. Uh, you know, because what I was talking about those uh, mechanical sharpeners earlier, that will shorten the life of your of your knife by years. I mean, it'll, it takes it'll take years off off that knife. When you're using a whetstone, what you're doing is you're basically uh, shaping that metal. You're 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 forking by, with using that pressure. You're slowly kind of moving that metal around and reshaping the edge. When you're using a mechanical sharpener, like a handheld uh, mechanical sharpener, uh, that's just stripping metal off the blade. So you're doing damage to your blade while you're sharpening it using that uh, mechanical sharpener. Also, now, once you've sharpened your, your knife, the way to keep your knife sharp is by using a steel. A steel does not sharpen the blade. I've seen a lot of people 
use steels thinking they're sharpening the blade. It doesn't sharpen the blade. What it does is it corrects the edge because as you use that knife, you're getting little nicks and bumps in that in that fine edge. The edge is on that the edge of that knife will be bent over in one direction and bent over in the other direction and bent over in the other one and is mixing that. And what the steel does is it straightens the edge back out, the edge that was already there. It doesn't doesn't put a new edge on it, it just straightens the edge out. That's the function of a steel. Awesome. Very nice. And my last question for you for today's show is how can you tell when it's time to sharpen your knife? Uh, well, I use my fingertips. Um, I, when I, or, or a good, a good example is if I'm starting to slice a tomato and I feel the least bit of resistance, that, that knife needs to be sharpened. And I can feel the edge with my fingertips and I can pull on that edge just a little bit and feel that, that edge, whether it kind of bites into my skin or not. If it's not biting into my skin, it needs to be sharpened. But the tomato test is usually a good one. You know, if, if, if you run your your knife across that tomato and, it's, and, the, and the skin is fighting that blade, it needs to be sharpened. Nice. So, uh... Where can people at home get their knife sharpened if their knife needs to be sharpened? I know my uh, in my area, my local butcher will, will sharpen knives, but is there, do you have any idea where people at home can get their knife sharpened? Oh, um, well, honestly, um, it's, I think it would it's really best to sharpen your knives uh, yourself because it, it, it gives you an understanding of your knife and, like, um, I, like I show in the video, um, you learn the you kind of learn a relationship with your knife. You you understand the mechanics of the knife, the mechanics of the edge, and if you, once you understand the mechanics of the edge, now you understand the mechanics of the knife, and it gives you a better understanding of how to use that knife. So I really recommend you uh, to learn how to sharpen knives at home. Yeah, luckily for me, I have I actually have a knife sharpener myself, so pretty much I can just sharpen my own knife, which is pretty cool. And I actually charge my friends to sharpen their knife too. <laughs> right? Oh yeah, I'm yeah. I'm, I, I I always end up sharpening everybody's knives at work because <laughs> I have a I I guess I have a gift for it. Maybe you should start charging them and make some side money off of that. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm on salary. I don't think I'd, I'd feel right uh, charging a prep cook who makes twelve dollars an hour to sharpen his knife. <laughs> <laughs> I was only kidding. It's kind of funny though. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd, be, that'd be a little mercenary on my part. <laughs> to uh, be aware about knife safety, knife etiquette, you know, and what we went over uh, in the show today, because you have to be very, when you're working with knives, you always have to be mindful. Don't let yourself get distracted. Um, 
try not to get into conversations or look away, and uh, you know, because that, that's how you lose fingertips. And it's uh, always very important that when you're when you're dicing, you're slicing something, that the, the hand that you're using to hold the food with, that you uh, curve your fingertips under your knuckle, and use that, and and you brace the blade of that knife up against your knuckles, so that your fingertips are actually at an angle away from the knife. That will help you reduce the chance of Injury when you're using a knife. Some awesome information. So it was a fantastic show tonight. I really enjoyed this knife show. I hope our listeners in, enjoyed this knife show. So we're going to go ahead and take our final commercial break of the evening. And when we come back, we're going to wrap up this awesome show with some quick and final announcements. So uh, a fantastic show. Now, this commercial break is being sponsored by our other sponsors, Cheesecakes by Design, Jambox, The Paranormal Show on the Dakota Network, Siteman Cancer Center, the Freedom Credit Union, and all of our other wonderful sponsors. And during this commercial break, we're going to hear one more song. And again, when we come back, we're going to make some announcements and wrap up this wonderful show. So stick around, folks. Are you looking for something creamy, moist, and decadent in your life? Do you have a sweet tooth? Well, cheesecakes are the answer for you. Cheesecake by Design offers you a wide variety of cheesecakes and some wonderful flavors. At Cheesecake by Design, you will find a flavor just for you. Whatever it be. A red velvet cheesecake. A strawberry cheesecake. Or a cookies and cream cheesecake. We have tons of flavors to fit your needs. We ship fresh cheesecakes all over the United States straight to your door. So next time you're hosting a party family get-together, or a cookout, and you need dessert, order a delicious, moist, creamy cheesecake from Cheesecake by Design. Our cheesecakes are always homemade, and made with the freshest possible ingredients. Check out our website, and call 336-525-5120 with any questions, or to place an order. can be expensive and time-consuming, but it doesn't have to be. Jambox will deliver the necessities right to your front door. Jambox is great for players of any age and all experience levels. Try new brands, new products, and get your jam on. Order a Jambox today at www.jamboxcanada.ca. Are you interested in the paranormal? Do you find it interesting when people tell ghost stories? or tell you stories about things that have happened to them that they cannot explain, then if you are, join me, Andrew J., on the Dakota Network as I interview paranormal investigators, cryptozoologists, and everything paranormal. You won't be disappointed. So please feel free to come over to the Dakota Network. That's Dakota Network on Blog Talk Radio. And listen to me live as I interview these interesting people. I will have paranormal investigators on there that are going to share EVPs. They're going to talk about some of their more interesting stories they have. 
So please, come over and check me out. You won't be disappointed. And thank you for your time. The Seidman Cancer Center is committed to improving the health of our community and has developed a program called Eight Ways to Prevent Cancer. By making these eight simple lifestyle changes, you can help reduce your risk of getting cancer, maintain a healthy weight, exercise regularly, eat a healthy diet, don't smoke, drink alcohol in moderation, protect yourself from the sun and STDs, and get regular screening tests. Take control of your health. Visit the Seidman Cancer Center exhibit for more information. Seidman Cancer Center, national leaders in cancer. Here at Kimsell Federal Credit Union, we offer a free mobile banking app, no ATM fees, free online banking, and free bill pay, all for your convenience. Visit us online at www.kimsell.org. That's www.chemcel.org. Visit our local branch at 1901 South Highway 77 in Kingsville, Texas, or call us at 361-592-7767. Kimsell Federal Credit Union, we're here for you. Member NCUA. Discover Romanian business opportunities. Our TV show offers free information about domestic entrepreneurial environment, interviews, and more. Don't miss it. Do you enjoy listening to Ace Network? Do you want to know more about Ace Network? Then join our Facebook group called Ace Network Fan Group. In this group, you can post your thoughts on today's show. You can post your thoughts on anything aquarium-related, cooking-related, sports, WWE-related, anything PG-13. So the next time you're on Facebook, search for the Ace Network Fan Group. Click Join. You can also friend Alex Cardinelli on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at AlexCardinelli1. And don't forget, our show page is blogtalk.com forward slash Alex Card Network. And please enjoy our shows.
Okay, we're back here live on this fine Friday evening. It's the 1st of May, and this is a fantastic show to kickstart the wonderful month of May. Now, today we had a fantastic show on knives. Chef George and I had a wonderful discussion on knives, and I certainly hope all of our listeners out there learned a thing or two about knives. Now, before we end this show, i got a couple of Ace Network announcements that I'm going to make that I hope you guys like. So, my first announcement is tomorrow night, Saturday, May 2nd, 2015, at 8 p.m. Eastern, we're going to be doing our next episode of the fun and rated R series, Saturday night main event. So, if you are looking for some Saturday night entertainment live at 8 p.m. Eastern, be sure to join us tomorrow night as my co-host Jeff and I are going to be doing a complete WWE recap from this week, including Extreme Rules, WWE Raw, WWE King of the Ring, and WWE SmackDown. Plus, we're going to be talking about some idiots of the week. We've got some interesting people this week. Plus, we're going to have some pranks of the week and much more. So, if you've never tuned into our Saturday Night Main Event series before, I am now recommending you guys tune into it this Saturday because it's going to be wonderful. So, make sure you guys check out our Saturday Night Main Event live this Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern. And then Sunday, May 3rd, 2015 at 8 p.m. Eastern, for all my fishkeeping listeners out there, we're going to have our second episode of Aquarium Central, which is the one and the only live, unscripted, uncensored aquarium-keeping podcast here on Blog Talk Radio. And we're going to be the first aquarium-keeping podcast on Blog Talk Radio to welcome and interview perhaps one of the biggest fishkeepers on YouTube to the show. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be welcoming the king of DIY, Walru Joey, to Aquarium Central exclusively live on the Aquatic Wetline this Sunday, May 3rd, 2015 at 8 p.m. Eastern. That's going to be phenomenal. And our next episode of Cooking with Alice Cardinelli is going to air Monday, May 5th, to, uh, May 4th, excuse me, 2015 at uh, 5 p.m. Eastern, so Monday, May 4th, 2015, at 5 p.m. Eastern, Chef Alex Cardinelli, which is me, and I'm going to be talking about red velvet cake and have some delicious red velvet recipes, so if you love red velvet and you love to bake, make sure you tune into Cooking with Alex Cardinelli right here on the Ace Network, Monday, May 4th, at 8 p.m. Eastern, and as I mentioned before on today's show, the first of many Chef George Norrell videos is now on YouTube on my channel, Cooking with Alice Cardinelli. So type in the YouTube search bar, Cooking with Alice Cardinelli, and you'll find my channel. Click subscribe to get more awesome cooking videos and see Chef George Norrell teach you about knives. And there's also a link to that YouTube video in today's show description. So this was an awesome show. So, Chef George Norrell, thank you for taking time out of your day to be here. You did a fantastic job. Well, thank you, Alex. I enjoyed this show. I thought it was a lot of fun, and I hope our uh, listeners out there uh, have used this opportunity to learn a few points about uh, using knives and knife safety. It was packed with a lot of great information. Now, I'm I'm thinking of a great topic for our next show. How about our next show we talk about grilling? 
Absolutely. I'm a I'm a native Texan and uh grilling is what I do. <laughs> I love grilling, especially around this time of year, so I'm very intrigued and very excited about our grilling show coming up next week. I can't wait. Uh, that sounds like it's gonna be a lot of fun. Awesome, and there's one last announcement I have that I forgot to mention on the Ace Network. Next week, we're going to have a new series debuting here on the Ace Network called Crime Time, uh, where where I'll be talking about some of the most famous crimes here in the United States of America. So uh, next week, join me for my first episode of Crime Time Hour, and I'll be talking about the Columbine high school shooting, I'll be talking about the Sandy Hook shooting, and I'll be talking about the Aroa movie theater shooting, as well as some of the other famous shootings in the United States. So that series debuts next week. And also next week we're going to have that grilling show coming up with Chef George Norell, which is going to be phenomenal. So thank you, Chef George, for being here tonight. You did a great job. Well, thank you, Alex, for having me. You're welcome. Have a great weekend, sir. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. You too, Alex, and I hope all our listeners do too. All right, so with that being said, I want to thank you all for listening to today's episode of the Ace Network here on Blog Talk Radio. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Ace Network. Uh, podcast is our fan page. Click like. And we're also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, so make sure you follow us there and download those things on your Androids and your tablets and your iPhones and your smartphones. So with that being said, I want to thank all you listeners for tuning in. We love you all. Thank you for listening to this great show. Chef George Norell, thank you for being here. And hope you guys learned a lot about knives. We'll see you next Friday here exclusively on the Ace Network. Have a great rest of your Friday. Have a great freaking weekend. Happy May. And thank you for tuning in to the Ace Network. The Big Fat Chef Alice Cardinelli and the Ace Network signing off. Good night, everyone. See you later. Peace out. Sayonara. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Alex Cardinelli Show here on Ace Network. Alex hopes you enjoyed the show. Please check us out every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern for our weekly talk show that will cover anything and everything. Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern for Chef George Norell Hour. Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern for our fun Saturday Night Live. And every other Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern for Cooking with Al Cardinelli, where you'll get tasty and delicious recipes. Share today's show on your Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus account by copying and pasting our show URL to your account so that your friends can listen to our awesome talk show. Have a great night. Alex Cardinelli's show on Ace is now off the air. And show.
Today's podcast belongs to the Ace Network, Alex Cardinelli Entertainment Network. It may not be reused, redistributed without permission from Alex Cardinelli himself. This podcast was recorded live from the Springfield, Massachusetts studio and Ace Network.